The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. You're listening to Pure Opelka. This is Pure Opelka. With Mike Opelka. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Second hour of Pure Opelka. We have much to talk about today. We still have uh, our guest, Emily Zanotti, joining us next hour to talk about D-Day. We've been mentioning a couple things about D-Day throughout the show, and we will continue to do sh- do so. It is one of the most amazing things this country ever did, and we did it with our allies joining us. We did it with uh, the, the allies of World War II uniting. We had Canada with us. We had France with us. We had our British friends with us, and, and we turned the war around but we'll get into that deeper. I do have to, everybody, get your watch out. Let's let's uh, synchronize our watches because it is 44 hours, 53 minutes, and 10 seconds until James Comey testifies before Congress now. 44 hours, 53 minutes, and they're counting down hours, minutes, and seconds on CNN. Are you kidding me, CNN? You really, there's so much crap on the screen on CNN. The real estate has been just gobbled up. And Fox, you're not doing any better. They don't have a countdown clock. They just have a little bug in the corner that says, the Comey hearing, special coverage, Thursday, 9 a.m. We're two days away from this. They're going to have a pre-show like it's the damn Super Bowl. What do you think he could say? What do you think he will say? Do you think he's trained long enough not to be able to get up and have to pee in the middle of the hearing? What are they going to be talking about? We know. And and it better not take all day. That's all I can tell you. How many questions can, can he answer? He's already answered many questions prior to this. But we're going to spend two days now counting down And nothing else is really going on. It must be great to have a job where you don't have to really do anything. Just wonderful. Uh, Before we get knee-deep into the news again, uh, I need to rant a little bit. I um, I need to throw a little anger on some people out there. I came from Delaware yesterday afternoon, right after the show yesterday. Had it all planned out was going to bounce out of the constitutionally protected free speech bunker in the woods of Arden, Delaware, 
and come down to the Philly airport. It's it's 16 miles from my front door to the terminal at the Philadelphia International Airport. There would be no traffic at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I would be there in plenty of time to get on a plane at 4.55, land in Dallas at 6.30, and then crash and have a nice night's sleep. And everything was set to go until we got to the airport. And guess what happens? We're five minutes from boarding. The whatever it is, 200 people assembled, swarming at the gate like ants, trying to crawl on a piece of food that fell off a picnic table. We're all ready to push our way in as whatever group we are in to board the plane. When they announced that they have the plane, they have all the passengers, we have the flight attendants, we just don't have a pilot. We had everything but a pilot. Well, what can you tell us? Oh, we can't really tell you anything. It's probably going to be close to 6 o'clock. Well, so that's not too bad, I guess. It's about... And then they said, well, it's probably going to be closer to 640 that it gets here. Uh, Well, it's going to be about 7 o'clock before we get everybody on the plane. Just about a quarter to 8, the plane took off last night. I had plans on being in bed asleep. I know what you're saying. Must be a tough life. You got to go to Dallas to work at the big office. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know, but it's a pain in the butt. But wait, there's more. If you want to... If you want to take joy at my misfortune, if you want to have a schadenfreude moment. So I'm in Dallas. I'm cranky. It's it's 10 o'clock Dallas time, which means it's 11 o'clock in my body time. I usually get up at 4 o'clock in the morning. So now I'm at the the very end of my day. And I know that if I don't get enough sleep, my brain will start eating itself. So now I'm worried that my brain is going to start eating itself because I'm not going to get enough sleep. And I saunter over to the rent-a-car counter to pick up the rental car I had reserved. And I was trying to be a good citizen, a good, a good responsible employee, and get a cheap rent-a-car. I found a rent-a-car for $17 a day. You can't get tolls and insurance from a rent-a-car company for $17 today. I had, I had my reservation all printed out. I was ready to go. I had my driver's license ready. I snapped it on the counter and said, hello, sir, I've got a rent-a-car waiting for me. Here's my reservation, my driver's license. Giddy up. The guy looked at me and paused for a moment. He looked at his computer screen. He typed in a couple of numbers. He goes, oh, Michael Opelka, yes, you are. That's you. I said, yes, I know it's me. And he said, well, here's what I can do for you. And I thought they were going to give me the spiel, you know, about maybe upgrading your car. For just $5 a day more, we could put you in an Escalade or something. You know, how they do when you go to the rent-a-car company. And I would come in, Big Willie style, to the office. I could say, yeah, I could do that. I was ready for that pitch. But the guy goes, uh, we don't have any cars. And I stared, you know, because I'm thinking this is a joke. What do you mean you don't have any cars? You're a car rental company. And I'm having that Seinfeld moment. I have a reservation. He goes, yes, yes, we took your reservation. So, well, that's the whole purpose of having the reservation is to have the car go with the reservation. And I'm trying to think, if I get too loud, I know that he's got all the power now. He's behind the terminal. 
And the guy says, uh, tell you what I'm going to do for you. And I'm thinking, all right, you're going to send me over to your pal at Enterprise Rent-A-Car or Avis or Hertz or somebody else, national, and you're going to give me the, the same deal, the same $17 per day deal on the Ford Fusion that you at Payless Cars offered me. Yeah, the company's name was Payless. They were on Travelocity. I figured they were legit. They have a booth at the rent-a-car building at the airport. So I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'll put you on the wait list. What, 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 what are you going to do? I'm going to put you on the wait list. Said, okay, so I have a reservation. You're putting me on the wait list. How long do I have to wait? Because I don't know, an hour, hour and a half. Like I said, I'm already on the verge that if everything breaks correctly, traffic, hotel, everything, I'm getting four hours sleep. I said 90, an hour to 90 minutes. Yeah, yeah, we should have enough cars here by then. What, are you making them? You're building the damn cars? So I, I'm, and maybe this was wrong of me to do this, but I decided to go quiet. You know, like sometimes when somebody's really mad and they whisper at you, it's worse than them yelling at you because you don't know if they're about to snap, which I probably was about to snap at that point. Old, tired, worn out, been waiting on the runway. Might have had a couple glasses of wine on the plane. And I'm getting ready to go off on this guy. And I just looked him in the eye and I said, don't put me on your waiting list. What you've done is unconscionable. What you've done is unthinkable. What you've done is unethical. I don't want to do business with you. And as a matter of fact, I hope your toes grow together. And he looked at me and he was like, what? And I said, when you go to bed tonight, when you wake up, I hope your toes have all grown together, fused, so you just have just like one giant foot with one big toe. And I said, good night, and walked away. And I went over to uh, Budget Rent-A-Car, and I got a pickup truck for pretty much the same, not, not the same rate, but it was like 30 bucks a day. So I actually ended up with a pickup truck. I got a big old red pickup truck that everyone here is giving me a hard time. Oh, look at you pulling up in a big red Ford pickup truck. I figured I should go Texas, right? Had to go Texas. Why not? Go big or go home. Shamont is looking at me like, what's wrong with you? Would, you? would you not have gone with the pickup truck? Maybe not. Maybe not. So that's my experience from last night. That's why I'm a little bit frazzled today. That's why I'm a little, a little irritable, as you might have noticed. That's why I'm ready to snap. But if anyone goes on and uses a service like Travelocity and is offered a car rental company, go with one of the more established carriers. Go with one of the more established companies. I'm getting a thumbs up from the other room. Thanks, Kreskin. But um, pay less cars. I sincerely, I sincerely hope everything, everything about your business crumbles. You just can't, you can't have a car rental company. It's it's totally out of Seinfeld. Anybody can take a reservation. The reservation goes with the car. That's how it works. I know I'm getting the calm down signal from the other room. When we get back, I want to talk about real heroes. 
And then I, I also, we have to get back into the transgender thing. There's a new story, a new story that I just, you know, if I were a parent, I would be screaming and hooting and hollering. And I got a, I got a, um, a conversation. I had a call on the phone yesterday with a parent whose kid is taking part in high school sports and the schools have decided not to let the parents watch the competition. Can you imagine your kids participating in a competition, an athletic competition, and the school said, no, you, the parents, can't watch, and if you do want to watch, we're going to disqualify your kid? Wouldn't your eyebrows be a little bit raised? Yeah, we'll get into that just around the corner. Michael Pelka and Piero Pelka, come on back. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back, Pure Opelka. We have next hour going to talk with our friend Emily Zanotti, so you should join us next hour. We'll talk about D-Day because it's important. Also, um, there was a comment about the proximity to uh, Doc Thompson. I think it was from uh, Toby on the Twitter my proximity to Doc Thompson uh, seems to bring out the angry Mike Opelka. Um, I don't know about that, but I just was struck with the idea that maybe, just maybe, we need to show you what Doc Thompson's office here at the Blaze looks like. Because he's got kind of a condo office set up here. You know, because Doc, Doc's a commuter. Doc commutes from Arkansas which is tough, but he's dedicated that way. And he spends a lot of time here. But I also think that, you know, he's got one of those tiny houses kind of a setup here. And maybe we should show that. Uh, It's one of those things. I mentioned we were going to talk about heroes because uh, we don't have enough of them, obviously, in our lives. And I've also mentioned that I'm planning on going over to the Bush Center over at Southern Methodist University, otherwise known as SMU, uh, where, where um, George W. Bush has his library and there's an exhibit of paintings that features wounded vets. Well, the former president doesn't just care about the wounded vets. He, he lives now to support the wounded veterans. And there's a story that just went up on The Blaze about 15, 20 minutes ago entitled Watch as George W. Bush makes a surprise visit to wounded veterans. Bush with uh, Speaker Paul Ryan surprised a bunch of vets in Dallas. 
and they met with each veteran and spoke with them about their injuries, their recovery, and their service. It's impossible to watch this video without seeing what a real president looks like. It's impossible to watch this video and not feel like we, we totally, not, not all of us, but we as a country totally misjudged George W. Bush. In, in my opinion, he's, he's a great guy. He may not have been the best president, but I think he was a solid president when it came to uh, being a, a great American and supporting America as, as the Constitution wants us to. I didn't agree with everything he did. Everybody calm down. There's a lot of people going, stimulus, stimulus. But if you look at this video and you see the veterans who are wounded vets, one, one of whom actually received the Purple Heart from President Bush, and then you read he never remembered getting the Purple Heart from the president because he was in a coma when it was given it to him. So just... Take a few moments out of, out of your day today and visit this story. I, I'm going to tweet out a link to it. It's, it's one of those things that you have to, in the face of all the sniping in D.C., in the face of all the screaming back and forth on both sides, you have to realize that, that there are good public servants out there, that there are people who are not dividing us but trying to bring us back together. And George W. Bush, God bless you for what you're doing for the wounded vets, sir. You know, that's a big part of a part of my mission here, a big part of what I'm about. And that's why we spent so much time with our friend Ernesto. And yeah, we're keeping tabs on Ernesto. We're keeping track of what he's up to. He's hopefully, hopefully going to make it onto who wants to be a millionaire. And if he does, uh, I kind of weaseled my way into being his phone a friend. So I'm one of the friends he's going to list in case he, he needs help. But if he makes, makes it on to Millionaire, his charity obviously is going to be for um, wounded veterans. Now let's get back to the transgender thing, can we? Um, there, there's a story also on The Blaze written by my colleague and friend Dave Urbanski about a transgender sprinter. A freshman, born a male, who just won the girls' 100-meter and 200-meter dashes at the Connecticut High School Class M State Championships. Now, as a parent, again, how do you feel about this? I understand there is a now legally accepted gender issue and that this person, Andrea Yearwood, who was born a male and now identifies as a female, is now has both titles. And the girl who won last year as a sophomore came in second. It, it looked like a distant second, too, saying it's very frustrating. But now, with tears in her eyes, telling the local paper... That's just the way it is now. It's, it's got to be hard. If you're, if you're not a person who had the same muscle structure as a male because you were born a female and now you have to run against this person. 
But some of these kids have incredible wisdom in their statements. The young lady who won last year, the young lady, the sophomore, who was beaten so badly said, I can't really say what I want to say, but there's not much I can do about it. Talk about having grace under this kind of intense focus and pressure. You can't blame anyone. Her times were slowing during the season. If I ran my best race, I could have won. I didn't. I felt good. I hadn't felt good for the last three days, but there are no excuses. From what I know, she's really nice, and that's all that matters. She's not rude and obnoxious. Talk about being a graceful loser. I still think this is wrong. I still think what the Connecticut Interscholastic Athletic Conference has done on this gender identity issue is out of line. And I'll say it now. There's two genders, male and female. And yeah, you can have one that's just questioning. But I don't think you should be allowed to participate in sports with people who identify as the gender they have become. Okay, send your cards and letters. Send your hate mail to me, Mike Opelka, Pure Opelka. We'll be right back. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. I just want you to know a story that uh, I think we led the coverage here on Pure Opelka almost two weeks ago. A story that we pushed is now getting a lot of national coverage on places like Fox. I'm talking about Evergreen State College in Washington. Remember we talked about the faculty member who decided he was not going to sit out on the day that they were saying, it's a day without white people. And it was supposed to be students and faculty who were white were mandated not to show up. Which I actually thought was interesting because the previous years when they would do a, a, a day without black people, a day without Latinos, a day without women, it was not mandatory. It was up to you to decide. So now now that the school had the kids who took over the president's office, who shut down the library, and then also went to the office of the faculty member who wrote a letter to his cohorts. He didn't write it to the students. He just said, no, I don't think this is a good idea, and I'm not going to support it. I'm going to show up for work on the day without white people. Well, the students went to his office and tried to create a ruckus. You remember, we played the clips. They did not want to have a dialogue. They wanted to have a yell session. That's it. Well, now the school lost three full days as classes had to be shut down because there were death threats, death threats against people. I think... 
I have to check, but I think they're finally back in business. So that's going on. Uh, that story is happening. And then uh, as we look at the countdown clock, it's just 44 hours and change until Jim Comey gets up and answers questions. Well, you knew this was coming, but somebody in D.C., in the Shaw neighborhood of Washington, D.C., is hosting a Comey hearing Kofefe. I know we buried the word last week, but people keep bringing it. They're doing a viewing party for the testimony. So it's going to be at 10 o'clock in the morning. Are they going to be serving brunch? Is Is that what's going to be happening there? Serving a brunch because of this? You know, I have to give them credit for being good entrepreneurs. I have to give them credit for being creative. But it's getting to be a little ridiculous. Just a little ridiculous. CNN's countdown clock, 4 hours, 22 minutes, and 7 seconds, in case you were wondering. I'm sure there's a desktop app you can put on your webpage now that'll also let that happen. Also in weird DC news today, a company has decided to launch a Kickstarter campaign to try and get some money to create a new action figure. It's an action figure for the future. An action figure that will will basically, well, it's there's no way to sugarcoat this. They're making Elizabeth Warren action figure. Complete with, I wonder if they'll have interchangeable headdress so she can show her Cherokee roots. Will she be able to do that? Will that be one of the options? The Kickstarter campaign started uh, just, uh, well, it was like Tuesday. Today. And they wanted to raise $15,000. They thought it would take them to July 7th to do it. So far, more than 600 people have pitched in $18,000. They say they have enough money now to create the Elizabeth Warren action figure. Dare I show it to you? You know, the more I see, uh, they've Elizabeth Warren's got Ben Franklin's glasses, but they've got the action figure and they have the pitch video as well. Uh, you know what? I spoke too soon. They wanted 15000 Earlier today, they had already gotten up to 18000 It currently stands at $25,000 for the Elizabeth Warren action figure. Are you kidding me? Are you absolutely kidding me? I I don't know. It the video, the pitch video opens up with a Donald Trump action figure being punched by what appears to be Elizabeth Warren and then she's holding the Trump action figure over her head and drops it on the floor. By the way, the Trump action figure giving the finger and they repeatedly show Elizabeth Warren punching Trump. It's uh, it's her in black pants, a black top, and she's got a red blazer. And it, lo- it looks pretty much like Elizabeth Warren, but they're showing how they're going to make it. They made clay figures, obviously. And if they get enough money, they say we're turning Elizabeth Warren into an action figure. Well, guess what? They've made enough money. I just wonder if they're going to be made here in America. Do you think? I would bet they're not. 
I would bet they're outsourcing these to China. So Elizabeth Warren action figure is a go on the Kickstarter campaign. You don't believe me, I'll show it to you. I, I, I just wonder if this means she's really running. I swear to you, my every every fiber in my body says Elizabeth Warren is going to run for the White House. I know she's already running to get reelected as a senator, but this one is uh, this one's beyond the pale. Uh, again, they they made a Donald Trump action figure, and she keeps beating him. And uh, he he is. I'll tweet out a link to it so you can see it yourself. It's, it's a, I know it's wrong. I shouldn't be laughing at this, but I think it really is. It really is screwy. In addition to the James Comey, James Covey, Comey testimony, Kofefe and the Elizabeth Warren action figure. Uh, we also have some important news for you. Uh, and this is this is a good customer service on our behalf. This is something that you need to be aware of. If you are a person who uses the internet, which I anticipate you do because you listen to the show probably over the internet or over the Blaze Radio app or over the iHeart Radio app, you're someone who's digitally connected. We are getting an alert that um, don't accept a video called Dance of the Pope. Do not accept a video called Dance of the Pope. We're hearing that this is a virus that will format your cell phone. In other words, wipe out everything on your cell phone. So if you see an email from somebody you don't know, and it says, hey, have you seen the Dance of the Pope? And we're all thinking, who wouldn't want to see the Pope dance? Who wouldn't want to tune into that? Don't accept it. The Dance of the Pope is a virus. And... Um, Judging from what I'm hearing, <laughs> it's, it's a pretty onerous virus, and you do not want it. Looking back at the news uh, yesterday, there, CNN is pitching something that I think is a little bit of a, a little bit of fake news, a little bit of a, a push to create a story that doesn't exist. They're, they're starting to pitch this idea that that Sean Spicer has gone missing. Sarah Huckabee Sanders leading the press event yesterday. As a matter of fact, when Sarah Huckabee Sanders was leading the, the press briefing, she was even asked about the topic. And I thought this was, um, I thought this was strange, but they all, all the reporters seemed to gang up when she asks if you would ask this uh, if, if she was a man up there. Uh, I, I don't see that the president is, is picking a fight with the mayor of London at all. I, I think, again, the president's point uh, is something he said, frankly, back, uh, gosh, it's been almost two years now, a year and a half ago, uh, when the president talked about how we have to be more committed to national security. One of the reasons we have uh, the travel ban here through that executive order is a focus on national security. That was the point he was trying to make. So that was Sanders just holding the regular press briefing. And then somebody said, well, you know, basically, why are you here? Why is it you? Where's Sean? I'm sorry? Where's Sean? He's here today. 
Uh, this is part of my job as well. Did you guys ever ask any of the other uh, deputy press secretaries when they filled the position now? I'm sorry. They all jumped on top. Where's Sean? Where's Sean? She, she's asked by April Ryan. So a woman wants to know where's Sean, because obviously there must be a problem if you have a female out there instead of Sean Spicer, right? And they all jump in and go, no, no, we ask this question all the time. A new position now, or you just... I, I mean, he is taking on a, a little bit of extra duty at this point, so I think it's Has fairly... position changed then? Uh, it's probably upgraded at this point, given that we so don't have a communications director. Here I did not say that at well, all. Can you, can you I'm just filling in for the day, April. There are a lot of demands on his schedule, particularly given the fact that there's not a communications director, and this is part of my job as well, and when I'm needed, I'll step in. Well. I don't know why Sean Spicer or anybody would want to be press secretary. It's got to be the worst job in the world. And then the time that Sean Spicer actually has to do something else because, you know, there's a lot going on. The press corps just jumps like rabid dogs. Where's Sean? Where's Sean? Does this mean he's been demoted? What's going on? Worst job in the world. When we get back, Maxine Waters... Yes, there's more from Auntie Max, and I'll share it with you. She's going after liberal journalists now. Liberals aren't safe from Auntie Max. I'll explain after the break. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back. Just around the corner from a visit with our friend Emily Zanati from Heat Street. Emily is going to join us to talk about a couple of stories she's working on, but I'm very interested to get Emily's thoughts on D-Day. We played you a little clip of Eisenhower earlier, and I reminded you of the incredible statement Eisenhower made when he said, if any blame or fault attaches to the attempt, it is mine alone. What an amazing guy. What an amazing guy. And he's also the guy who warned us about the military industrial complex. So you saw a guy who wasn't afraid to use the might of our military, but also warned us against it turning on ourselves. Uh, so I'm, I'm hoping, you know, Cal and uh, Doc Thompson are lounging in the studio at this moment, and I guess they're finished with their work. It must be this must be where they nap because I've taken over a studio space that they're either normally in. It's like that scene in Dawn of the Dead when all the the zombies came to the mall, and one of the panicked people, one of the six survivors, goes, "Why are they here? Why did they come here? Why the mall?" And the the sane black guy goes, "This is a place that used to be important to them while they were alive." So. Is that the same with you? We were told to keep an eye on you while you're here in Dallas. Keep an eye on you. No, what's 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 going on? So I was not in your condo here because the Doc Thompson condo on the other side. I don't know anything about that. Okay. I don't know anything about that. 
There's a, there might be a video. By the way, you are overdressed for both Texas weather as well as the studio. You came in with a jacket on. Yeah, I do. I have a jacket. And like, a, like, a, like a sports coat. Yeah, I do. I have a sports coat on. What do you a sports coat around here for? Well, I'm told that you should dress for the job you want, not for the job you have. There's no job around here that requires a sports coat. It must be a different job, like outside of here. Yeah, I'm interviewing for a car salesman. <laughs> okay, job. good. good. <laughs> I was going to say later yeah, that's, what is. that's not good. That's not even Glenn. Have you seen how he dresses? Yeah, it looks like something out of a steampunk video. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for him to have some kind of goggles that a guy who would be driving an early car would be wearing, and he's got a bow tie and that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's ascot. No, it's I've got an ascot on today. <laughs> yes, and uh, and he's dressed with a a leather helmet and the goggles that right. they used to wear in early driving before windshields. So were the shirt he has on is plaid, but then he has like kind of a Native American fuzzy jacket let's, over it. Yeah, let's just say Glenn Beck is in a clash by himself. Yes, he is in a clash <laughs> all by himself. Yes, he is. So uh, I've got like a minute and a half left. I was going to play the Maxine Waters clips. I, I should save those. And uh, you're, I know you're a gigantic hockey fan. You watch hockey. Those even the playoffs, you're, even when your team's Gargantuan. out, uh, you and Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley was at the hockey playoffs. That seems like it's, it's sketchy. A, well, it, Wayne. I'm Gra- sorry. Oh, clearly the black devils with the river hawks. Yes, the black, the, the black devils. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the red <laughs> wood wing devil hawks. With yeah, they're, the, they're all good. <laughs> That's their farm team. Yes. No. So next. Next hour, I'm going to play. Uh, I'll play the clip from Barkley because he ramboed a, um, a a Wayne Gretzky press conference, and uh, he yells off camera, "Who's your favorite black athlete?" And Gretzky doesn't miss a beat and goes, "Grant Fuhr, who actually was a hockey player, happened to be a black guy. You wouldn't have to take your mittens off to count them." Uh, the pro hockey players who happen to be African American, and Barkley was crushed. But it's a great scene. And then he he actually. Barkley's getting some heat for what he said about the NBA playoffs versus the NHL Stanley Cup Finals. I'll cover that, the Cosby update, and Emily Zanotti with some thoughts on D-Day at the top of the hour. Come on back. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Rabbi 